0: welcome to another episode of the hawk's nest of peak performers the podcast where i gather high performers from various fields and have conversations that seek to empower people to pursue their passions i am ryan the rye Bread hawks and today i have AD smith all right hey AD, how are you doing
1: doing good yeah can't complain too too much so we're doing pretty good
0: yeah nice all right so uh of course so we worked together recently and uh so i kind of have this hat just because of that for our memories uh from our summer camp we we just did together and you were the Mm -hmm. the um graduate assistant for that i actually looked into what that that meant because i remember you said you forgot um so we did a fun little summer camp together so and got to know each other more and um met beforehand at our graduation too so that was cool um but uh tell tell the viewers about yourself. Tell us about you.
1: I feel like that's a a broad question. It's like where do I start? Um so I guess basically um I would I would classify myself as a snowboarder. Like mm-hmm. that's my my sport. Right. And my passion. Um and I've been in it for gosh, I started when I was 16, so 20 plus years
2: probably
1: mm-hmm. or more. Um that just ages me. But um, and then recently I uh, went through the sports psychology program. That's where we've connected
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, got studying in, you know, sports psychology and how the mind works and how that can enhance our performance. Cause um, I myself went through a lot of mental blocks um, right. and things that were holding me back. A lot of times fear, um, some other things as well. Right. And then I am also a snowboard coach and I coach mm-hmm. um, all levels of competitors, um, several that are high performing, um, some that are Paralympian, um, snowboarders. And, you know, there's times where they're training and riding really well on hill Hmm. or training, but then, um, when they get out to competition, things kind of fall apart for them. Right. You hear that thunder or not.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was thunder. Yeah. (laughs) Wow.
1: Um, yeah. So it made me question, you know what can I as a coach and just as a uh, snowboarder, my or a competitor and writer myself, what can I do to enhance um, or get through those mental those mental blocks that, in that fear? You know, so that's why I started studying the psychology aspect of it. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, there's so much more I could tell you. I just you know, yeah, not sure where. where. Well.
0: I, yeah i'm in, i'm like where do i where do i go from here and there, there's so many ways we could go but i mean you mentioned that you had some performance blocks that you found with sports psychology and stuff what were some of those
1: Ooh, i actually haven't thought about this for a while i think the main one that um pushed me uh into the program you know i was already interested in it right. and looking into it because i have a background in psychology as well under my mm. undergrad and behavioral science um And so I think the one that really pushed me to hey I want to really start studying this was going through injury. Okay. Um, And I think this is a lot for a lot of people, right? Is that injury. Yeah. And it's setting you back. Mm -hmm. And I came back from that injury wanting to be at that same level that I was snowboarding at before I got injured. Right. Wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that plays with your mind, right? So you start feeling that you should be at this level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you're not, then you're, you're less of a snowboarder or less of a coach or less of a writer. And then mm-hmm. how that plays into kind of your self worth and your self-confidence. Right. Yeah. But so that's kind of, um, I wanted to really, cause there was a point where I was just so frustrated. I wanted to throw the towel in.
0: Yeah. What kind of like support system did you have? Like I'm, I'm getting that, like you were injured, you're trying to get back. Like where, what what support did you have for getting back from the injury?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course you have um like the physical therapist, right? Um mm-hmm. but they're not so much like them I mean, like they, they could be the emotional support somewhat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then there's my my parents, my friends. a lot of my parents, my friends, they didn't, they're not snowboarders themselves, or athletes or high performers, right? So they didn't quite they try to understand, but they didn't quite understand. Right. Um, And I had one good friend that was a snowboarder at the level that I was, Mm -hmm. and she was really helpful. Right. And there's also times where I felt that because she hasn't experienced the same um, level of injury, she didn't quite understand that. Right. I'd say at that same level, right? Mm. Um. So. It was, I think that was part of it, right? There I had, had people to talk to and stuff, but there was no one that really quite understood exactly, understood exactly what I was going through.
0: Yeah. What was the injury?
1: Oh, so, okay. So maybe I should start with, yeah, the injury. I, I should have asked that too. Yeah. too that's <laughs> a good point. Um, so I was hitting um probably a 50 foot jump and I overshot it about, 20 feet to so overshot the landing wow to, and I think I almost hit like the flat mm-hmm. um but when I took off I knew I was going too fast and mm-hmm. so I turned my shoulders which is a no-no in snowboarding mm-hmm. rotate right right um so in the air I rotated um so my back was facing the landing and so when I landed I caught my my hill edge mm-hmm you catch it, it just, like, flings you back like a, I guess, um, like a fly swatter, kind of, right? Oh, yikes. So I knocked myself out, um, and I don't, the last part I remember was just um, right before I took off the jump. Mm. So when I first came to, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was, I was more concerned about my head. You know, I had just been mm-hmm. knocked out, unconscious didn't really realize my ankle so it's my ankle an ankle injury actually right and i didn't i thought it was just a sprain because i've had several sprains before
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and this sprain or this injury was it's called the osteochondral injury and it's kind of like um a a break in the the joint of the bone and the cartilage like the bone and the cartilage breaks off
2: oh so i
1: had like bone and like floating around in the joint. And then it kind of compresses the joint area. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times um people like di- misdiagnose it because it's really kind of complex or complicated and they think it's a sprained ankle.
0: Oh really? So they would, <laughs> so oh, I, would monst-
1: I would months I would months thinking oh you know, like you know it's a sprained ankle, but it would it every once in a while like uh it would just swell and the swelling wouldn't go down and And I was like, I should probably go get this checked out.
0: Right. Um, So, so when you fell, you, you came to, but, and you like, you came to right there, like you didn't, you didn't like go to the hospital or something like immediately or wake up in a hospital or anything. Right. Or did you?
1: No. Yeah. So what Um, I was actually coaching that day and luckily I had a second coach with me, which is really rare. We usually don't do that, but for whatever reason, we decided to kind of co-coach that day. So, so, I was with the athletes, the coach, and so when I came to, the other coach was standing behind me. Mm. I don't know if you've um, been unconscious yourself or talked to those no. who have. But it almost mm-hmm. feels feels like you're dreaming, like yeah. you going there, like, um, and then you wake up. It feels like I felt like I was waking up in bed, or right? I had no mm. idea what was going on, where I was, and it took me a minute to realize. Um, mm-hmm. Every you know where it was, what was going on. I had to ask, them, like, where what what just happened? You know, they had to mm-hmm. remind me, and then I finally was able to remember most of it, but except for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have no recollection of once I left the jump. Right, probably a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, you woke up, and then you just kind of okay. I have a sprained ankle, and then. Just kind of went about your day for a while, or went about your uh-huh. life in a way—not maybe a I day.
1: <laughs> I woke up and I was luckily the park, like where the jumps are, was pretty close to the bottom of the mm-hmm. mountain. Right. And so you know they're like, oh, should we, we should we call ski patrol? Should we get? And I'm like, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I, I kind of feel like I have to be tough like that for whatever reason. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I got up and um rode down, but luckily there was a like the first day there was right at the bottom there. So I went in there and had to you know kind of check things out. Mm-hmm. I don't even sure if I mentioned my ankle. I don't remember, but I remember walking to the car, thinking oh my ankle's a little bit sore. Mm. You know? and I thought it was just another sprained ankle because I've had several right. spinkles in my in my life, in my career. Um, but, um the um this the swelling just didn't go down. I think the the moment where I was like, okay, this is not normal because mm-hmm. when I was laying in bed and the um the bed like my bedspread the weight of my bedspread would hurt, would cause pain
0: ooh the weight of it the yeah. I, I don't know if unless you have a weighted blanket I, that's definitely not yeah, normal that's the
1: thing. it's not even weighted right it's just a regular <laughs> bedspread yeah yeah so oh, was, you know man. that's small i was like this is isn't normal um yeah but- it took luck. So this is kind of, I don't know if you want me to keep going with the this whole injury story. It's it's a kind mm-hmm. of a long story. <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah. Yeah, I think what I'm interested in now is, yeah, I guess the recovery process and like like what you learned from it, or, or maybe you didn't learn in that moment, but once you kind of got into sports psychology, what you really learned from it at that point.
1: Well, I, okay, so... I going through it, it's hard to sometimes realize what you've learned from it, right? Until, until you until you <laughs> yeah. look, step back and look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I think the one thing that I really pulled away from the injury is that being able to relate to people. That mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned that before, like my support system I don't think they quite quite understood like what I was going through because they haven't yeah. experienced that injury and going through it and trying to mm-hmm. get back away from it. Um, not away from it, but through it. Yeah, and so I think that's one of the like things I'm grateful for from the injury mm-hmm. is being able to relate and understand. And yeah. I, think it gave me more understanding of a lot of things. Up, going like back to the psychology part. And working Mm -hmm. with people that have gone through injuries and those who even haven't right right a lot of times they feel that they should be performing a certain way or a certain level yeah um and when they're not then they get harder on themselves right yeah that plays into their confidence their focus their anxiety
0: yeah but what about like once you get diagnosed with the injury and the doctor gives you your timetable you know, is it something that, like, maybe you and, and others just don't believe? Like, oh, no, I should be good by now? Or is it they reach that timetable and still aren't where they want to be?
1: So, are you asking, like, for me or for in general? I guess, <laughs> in, I
0: guess for you. Yeah, we'll start with that. And then we can go kind of more in general.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I had a knee injury, Um, I think, was it? 10 years or eight years, somewhere around there before this ankle injury. And I bounced back from it pretty quickly. Right. Um, and so I think I went into this injury thinking that I'd bounce back
2: mm-hmm.
1: fairly the same way. And right. it did not happen that way. <laughs> um and there were some things like for the the first injury, the new injury that were hard and I knew that like I had to work through but it was just it bounced back quick. I don't know if it's because I was younger or because it was a different injury, probably both.
0: Yeah, probably a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But this one this ankle injury was um a lot more complex. Mm -hmm. Um and I think the moment where I you know I was I was clear to be back on snow.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um and then I wasn't just wasn't going the way that i felt that it should or i should you know it should go that's when i started getting frustrated
0: Mm. yeah Uh, Hmm. but did they tell you they're like you're cleared to be on snow but you still got to work back up or you're just like i'm snow i'm back
1: it's it's interesting because well you know the orthopedic doctor tells you like it clears you Mm. so i'm still going to like i was still going to physical therapy
2: right
1: like my physical therapist would tell me well you're still not as strong on your ankle right and um i think she's i think she was saying that strength plays Mm -hmm. a lot with into with like how much you can retract Mm -hmm. or i don't remember but you know they say they say things to you that kind of um they bring you back to the reality or Mm -hmm. point things out like it's okay that it's not this way but yeah. Your mind that you
0: still—that's
1: mm-hmm. people want it to be that way, or should. Yeah, just...
0: that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, why is it so hard? Do you think for people to to really like, you know, know like accept that it takes time, you know, longer than they want? Even if like a professional right there is telling you, you know, you're not a hundred percent yet, but you're getting down on yourself that you're not a hundred percent. You know, yeah. why is it so hard?
1: That's that's a good question, and I I think I. Like, my mind goes to that it's almost, I feel like for me and those that I, athletes that I have worked with through mm-hmm. this sort of stuff, it's almost like we feel there's um an image that we have to keep
2: mm-hmm.
1: up. Yeah. We to go out there and we're not keeping that or keeping that image yeah. of our ability level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow it says that we're less than.
0: Yeah. And I get that. It is hard because you see, I mean, I'm a big football fan and, and sometimes you see these athletes that, that bounce back crazy fast. And it is like this weird anomaly, you know, like ACLs are big and like, one, you know, someone comes back the next year and they're just killing it. And it's like, you, everyone wants to hold themselves to that. But like, for the most part, it takes like over a year of like, but once you're on the field again to recover. So it's, yeah, it's tough. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that um, I think rationally a lot of people like we realize this that hate hey, takes time. We're not going to be mm-hmm. at that level right away, but we're still somehow fighting against that in our mind. You know, right. like uh, ra- irrational yeah. thinking is 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 coming into play, right? And then it, it takes kind of a hold of us, and we it runs with us. Yeah. And I think a lot of us aren't able to re- recognize it, and then to be able to reframe it or to mm-hmm. bring it back to the rational. Yeah. Side of it, right? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. So where do the mental skills come in then?
1: Um. I yeah. I think so. The I mean, the first thing I think about is to recognize the way that you're thinking. Like here. This we're thinking a little bit rationally or we're not rationally realizing that it's okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we're not performing at the level because of these reasons, the ones that you've mentioned, right? Like it takes time. We're not as strong, you know, like it takes sometimes a year and that's okay. Right. Recognize the way that we're thinking and start reframing that.
2: I'm mm-hmm.
1: um, reframing meaning um, giving us a little grace within ourselves yeah right? giving us and recognizing those reasons that we're not it's okay that we're not performing at that level right. yeah um i mean there's i can get that's really complex really like you
0: know. <laughs> we <should> go so <laughs> many directions right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well it, it is interesting talking about injury and such because i was just uh catching up on some of my pds's and uh Carrie Cheadle Jackson, Saul uh are you are you a fan of hers? <laughs>
1: oh, I love Carrie.
0: Yeah, I feel yeah, like
1: everyone's a fan of Carrie. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think so. I think yeah, I think so. Definitely set set a great tone uh, as my first professor in in the program. And yeah. I forget. Were you in that Mind Master class? Did you take her Mind Master class? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't
1: so. there very often. I think I was able to be there for two, maybe three, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was just um traveling a lot like uh mm-hmm. travel coaching yeah I was, like out of country or i just i didn't have time like the time of it was just not working for me but so i but i watched all the recordings
0: yeah i still have to watch like two more i think because i had to stop going to at some point um and i thought i remembered th- that painting was what it was i'm oh, like the painting that's <laughs> what brought back and, and it wasn't until maybe like our last internship meeting on on zoom and I'd remembered where I'd seen it. I'm like, oh, and I saw it recently in Mind Masters. So I think we're in at least one together at the same time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: but anyway, speaking of which, you know, something that I found in her PDS that she said, and, and uh, I wish I was there to ask her more, so I'll kind of ask you what you think, um, is she said that an athlete with mental skills training can always, and this is where I like, I don't know, maybe she didn't say always, but I took it as, can always come back mentally and physically stronger from injury. What do you, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, this is something that I bring up to the athletes I work with too, is that Mm -hmm. um, we may be coming back. Like, I think we're coming back stronger in some ways that we may have Mm -hmm. not otherwise. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, Looking at my situation, I'm still not riding the level that I was before I was injured. At least not in my head or my mind. I'm not right. But I think I'm stronger in so much in so many other aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, and then those play into like the snowboarder and the athlete that I am. Mm-hmm. So it may look differently, right? But I do like I would. I think I would agree with that that we come back stronger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It may look differently. Mm. But I still think we do come back stronger because we grow through the, that that experience and that challenge and that hardship. Right. That is injury. <laughs> yeah. So that's my take on it. Um, and I think that's another thing that comes up, too, for a lot of people is that it may look different.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't mean necessarily that it's worse than mm-hmm. just different.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think there are certain injuries that, physically, you may it just might be impossible. Even with all of our, you know, advances in science and such, it's it's amazing now just how many things that were like you're done, uh, before or now you're still in it. But um, I guess overall, if you kind of have physical and mental, you know, hopefully your mental shoots up a bunch and your physical recovers, but overall you're better because you have your your mental skills um, that you've learned throughout that, right? Is that kind of what you're getting at?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, just some of the skills that I've learned um, is when I do get hard on myself, like, oh, I'm not writing that well, and like I, am able to recognize it mm-hmm. to remind myself, like, hey, like, well, I've gone through this and this and this, right? You know, that kind of it helps me to reframe the situation, right? But and or I realize that I'm like making stories up in my head. That <laughs> <laughs> like oh, everyone's judging me because mm-hmm. I'm not writing as well, and you know this or that, and I recognize like I don't know what they're thinking. Right, it's projecting these these thoughts that my my brain is telling me. Um, yeah, and that helps too. I think recognizing that this is I don't know that they're thinking that and there's no way yeah. to prove that. Right, I mean, like ask them, but even then they could tell me no. <laughs> right, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, so things like that, I think. My mental skills are a, a lot stronger going through the injury because it's, mm-hmm. it's given me these opportunities to practice the mental skills and then also um, recognize the moments mm-hmm. that I need to um, develop mental skills.
2: Mm, um, yeah.
1: Or to apply mental skills.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: All good.
0: Yeah. I so, think another anyway. another fun question. Well, it might be fun. I don't know why I think it's a fun question that I <laughs> that I thought of while we while you're speaking um, is, you know, you, so you went through your injury. And, and one of the thoughts that you mentioned, or doubts that you had was, um, if you're going to be as good of a coach, right? Um, how does that kind of play? And I mean, you don't necessarily need to have ever played this sport or currently play it, in my opinion, to be a good uh-huh. coach, right?
1: Yeah. So here's the thing with um snowboarding that is, I think, different than other sports. Mm. When You're out training. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you're riding the entire mountain training.
2: Mm. So
1: you'll need to keep up with the athletes that the level of the athletes that you're training.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and so because of the injury that I've been experiencing, it's, ca- it's caused me some pain where I don't uh, keep up as well as I used to. Oh okay right so there's moments there are moments that we can kind of just stand there or Mm -hmm. be kind of in place um sometimes with a half pipe Mm -hmm. they can lap the pipe and we can stand at the bottom or the top and give them feedback each time right or a competition there's always Mm -hmm. like we just be in competition and be there we don't have to ride right a lot of times when we're training especially the athletes that i train which is a lot of border cross Mm-hmm. it's all about getting on the mountain and riding fast and you know absorbing and being dynamic and
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's i think we're
0: mm-hmm.
1: a little bit different than
0: yeah oh school. that's that's pretty fascinating though so what do you like you're writing down and you're like talking to them as you're going down like how does how does the coaching does session work? work now yeah
1: a lot of times i mean it, oh, it just depends we'll give them tasks and we'll mm-hmm. say hey ride like this area or this hill, this slope, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll give them like stopping areas. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll watch from the tops, and then we'll watch from the middle. Sometimes we'll watch from the bottom. Right. Just kind of set it up where we can watch them and, and tell them what to ride, how to write, what we're looking for, like you know the task,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then um, give us somewhere to stop. Right. Uh, or sometimes they're like they'll follow us, or mm-hmm. uh, so it all kind of depends. Yeah, that's so that's how we we'll, have to be really um you know we have to really think about what we're we're setting up and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you stop here do this
0: yeah that's probably really
1: different from
0: uh-huh.
1: say like soccer or tennis or something you know where you can just stand at the field and
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of these, <laughs> most of these coaches in like the NFL and stuff, great coaches, but I mean, they're in their 60s and half of them are, are you know, overweight sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that they could do any of these drills they're asking them to do. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's definitely some cool insight for sure. Uh, yeah.
1: So. And there's, and there's, because the last few years, I haven't been able to keep up with the athletes. Mm hmm. Like the higher end athletes, I'm doing better now. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so I have kind of the head coach has known that, and he'll put he'll he'll put me in places where he knows that it will work. You know, like at competitions or mm-hmm. so they'll work with that too. Because it it is true that if you can if you don't have to keep up with the athletes, right, you can just watch and give them feedback.
0: Yeah, which could probably be still pretty effective in certain, you know, in in certain situations, like especially with the feedback instead yeah. of, you know, certain situations. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, how has um, because you were so you were coaching before you started this program, right? Before you uh-huh. started Sports Psych. So how is kind of, how is going through the program and now mental skills. Uh, being a mental skills consultant, or at least having that background, how does that kind of change your coaching?
1: Yeah, that's... Hmm. I know it has. I'm just trying to think of something <laughs> right now. You know, I think... Um, the ob- observation piece, I think I'm able to pick up easier on when they may be affected by certain things within their mental... Mm-hmm you know, their mental, I don't know what you want to call it, area, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I can pick up on is their confidence down? Right. Are they being hard on themselves? Or pick up on things they say? Um, and I'll be able to live, work with that, you know, be more yeah. conscious about it, and then sometimes I'll be able to mention things to them, like, hey, like, um, I think we will be able to pick up on the fear better and, and, and be able to work through more effectively through that with mm-hmm. them versus yeah. Just do it. Just try it, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it doesn't work. Um Yeah, I think it's just I think really it comes down to that. I'm able to pick up on things I maybe wouldn't have, understand it, I think a little bit more in depth.
0: Right. Being and then to- what what types of tools could you give? Like instead of like you were just saying, like, oh, just do it, just just go through and you seeing that they're scared. You know, how are you gonna help them work through that?
1: Yeah. I think first off is it to recognize the fear. Right. Mm. Um, I'm a big believer that y- you want to accept the emotions that you're feeling. Right. And to become familiar with them kind of, ex- you know, the more you accept them, the more, um, you're not pushing back at it anymore. Right. There because the are a part of you and then you can shift your focus on what they need to do to accomplish whatever they have the task in front of them. Right. Mm. Um, and I kind of start helping them shift that as well. Like, hey, let's focus on this or this or this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever they're catastrophizing or there's what ifs or there's stories that, that you're making up of what could happen. We can even, you know, t- talk through that or discuss that. Or Yeah. You know, but, um, so we're just not, we're not ignoring that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of bringing it to the forefront, working through it, and then being able to refocus them back on right. what's most effective in front of them.
0: Yeah. How many... How many athletes that you've worked with do you think like wouldn't have reached their potential if they didn't have someone to help them through that? Oh, <laughs>
1: these are good questions. Like there's things like I I haven't even thought about. Like I've thought, pl- haven't thought through to this extent. Right, so I <laughs> thought it like on the spot, which is good. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's. I don't know if I can really give like a yeah. an <laughs> no, probably a handful at least. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and the the head coach that I work with, he hasn't um gone through like a education degree, educational degree or master's in sport psychology, but he's done a lot of his own reading mm. into it. So he understands it quite a bit. So he's really good at it too. Nice. Yeah. Um, so even kind of talking with him through things or will recognize things they're going out with the athletes and we'll, you know, kind of discuss it amongst us. Like, Hey, what can we do? to help them through this, you know? And I think, yeah, well, yeah I think there's like three, let's see, I can think of like three on the top of my head right now, specifically that we've kind oh. of been able to work through. So, yeah. you know, it's you something. Go. Um, But I think even if you don't see like this dramatic change, like even just the little steps.
0: hmm Yeah. The the little things add up and and it's the nuances of performance, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think a lot of athletes, a lot of the elite athletes, at least in the past, kind of benefited from either just figuring out a lot of the mental skills on their own or just having someone who, I don't know, I kind of think sometimes people just tumble into it in a way, like having the right coaches who just happen like don't even have a mental skills background they just happen to you know explore these ideas um and i think more that's why more and more we're going to see more mental skills trainers to bridge the the gaps but um do you think it's ever like kind of kind of too late for for anybody to gain those mental skills
1: I think too late in a sense where maybe they feel that they've gotten to a point where they don't need it or right. they're enough without it. Yeah. I still I don't think that it's ever too late for any athlete to recognize this can benefit me. Right. <laughs> Even if it's just little, you know, you think of like an old dog learning a new trick, whatever right. the thing is. The whole idea of like if you're old, you can't learn. Well, you you can. Yeah. Right. So even if it's little, I guess I think it's always something mm. that we can still work on with with athletes.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think the once once you get to like a certain level, they'll probably be a little less open to it. Um, like I find in one of my internships I was at um, the people like there's like three people who are like top three of the tournament every time. But I mean, this is it's our local tournament, right? I mean, they still need to get ranked. They want to go pro, but they want to get ranked. So they kind of think that they're, you know, some of them are like, oh, I don't need the mental skills. I already have that. But I'm like, I wish I could sell them on it because it's like, then why aren't you pro yet? <laughs> like yeah. one one guy puts in all the hours. So what, what are we what are we losing here? Maybe it's the mental skills. Just uh, be open to it. <laughs> Yeah. right
1: well I, and I think I think really that the more of an elite athlete that you are
2: mm-hmm. the
1: more you actually are gonna need it
2: yeah yeah
1: because the the top of the top like it filters out the best of the best mm-hmm. and I think the best of the best have their mental skills together right you know more so so
2: mm-hmm.
1: I would guess that those they're not they're not advancing because there's something holding them back mentally
0: mm-hmm yeah i happening. think so that's what i would say the people on the peak a lot of times that's that's what you find the a lot of times the, the elite ones probably have them somehow like you said they could probably still improve them of course there's things they don't but there's there's just one thing i don't know maybe it's one two three but um especially i think with with some of the gamers i work with because um like they're going to like like in person tournaments for the first time and not really recognizing like how much their environment's affecting them uh, uh-huh. compared to like when they're in a more controlled environment um that's like the biggest difference between you know esports and sports is that i think that because elite athletes Grew up playing their whole lives in front of crowds, in front of parents. They slowly kind of move up from like Pop Warner, where there's some parents around to high school and the stands are full. Uh, And sometimes, uh, especially the elites are at the top colleges that they get to the NFL and the, the crowd and the environment's really nothing. But like a gamer, you know, they're in their room in the local tournament. Okay, you know, there's an adjustment there. But I mean, these tournaments over there are huge i gotta uh, I can imagine like question. you've
1: never been in that environment environment before <laughs> how mm-hmm. how much it can affect you if you're not that like, familiar with it you're not you're just if it's new to you yeah it affect you a lot you know
0: yeah so um i think it's i hopefully they'll well i mean i think everyone's got their openness to it at some point but um I just, I, I'm trying to find better ways to sell it. You got any tips on selling mental skills to people who aren't, who are on the fence or not really open to it?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's, I always find that tricky too. And I think, mm-hmm. I think what, you know, more, what I think of is um finding something that they, they struggle with or something that's challenging for mm-hmm. them.
2: Right.
1: And, oh, well, with mental skills, like we can help with that. And then here's why. Right. I think it's really just finding that, that pain point, whatever it is.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think, but I think the challenging part is too, is that some athletes don't, I don't think they recognize any pain points sometimes too.
0: Yeah. Or the wrong ones. A a lot of times they're like, Oh, I just need to practice more. Well, I don't know. Like you were up uh, to me. It's like their stocks. So like three stocks to one, like you were up three to one. And then all of a sudden you uh, you know lost every, you lost the match like what happened I just need to practice more practice what my techniques oh no your techniques were fine
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah you interesting
1: kinda, I yeah. wondered I wonder with those athletes mm-hmm. if you kind of got to point out well no you're wrong yeah. <laughs> like you just be more blunt with them here's yeah. why try this and if I'm wrong then. I don't know like I'll do this or this or you know like
0: that's a good I, idea because
1: yeah. I it makes me think um the coach the like head coach I work with
0: mm-hmm.
1: he'll do that a lot with kind of headstrong athletes right and he'll point out like no 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 like, like go try it if I'm wrong then and he'll give him some kind of ultimatum or whatever <laughs> times he he's right and that's how yeah. they kind of get gets that buy-in and I'm wondering that would probably work but you kind of gotta like yeah not fight with them but like be like no like
0: it's a good point <laughs> i think i think i'm not super pushy <laughs> sometimes with them like all right you don't believe me then all right then <laughs> i'll just yeah. leave it at that so yeah maybe i'll challenge myself to be a little more uh headstrong with them and and uh yeah that's a good idea though give them an ultimatum maybe they they uh get to do something uh to me I if i fail
1: Types of athletes or people or parents you know going um... sure they have to meet, be met with that same
2: mm-hmm.
1: headstrong kind of um, challenging. I don't know if you want to challenge, but they kind of challenge, like they challenge people sometimes. Right. That kind of challenge, challenge. Um, I think they have to be met with that in mm. order for them to respond to that. Right. You know? mm. um, or to kind of pay attention. I think they, I think in some ways, they re- I think they'll respect that. Yeah. But, does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good point. Nice. Okay. Um, there. <laughs> there we go. You gave me a mental skills tip, which is uh part of what's great about this stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so. trying, i try got to try myself too, because I'm the same way. Where I kind of step down, right? Yeah. But I kind of. I think I need to recognize those moments too. Like, okay, hold on. Like, I need to step up to the same level this person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we're gonna help them really meet their potential, we've they sometimes they need that challenge. Um, yeah. and that's how they respond. I, I think I really geared towards like at first when I was, um, really in it, I'm like, okay, well, this is my style and it's not going to resonate with everyone. And I'm just going to leave the ones who don't care out. But it's like, when I see some of them and I'm like, oh, you have so much potential. I want to help.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: sometimes you got to adapt too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like think that's the tricky part. Sometimes <laughs> we, get, we get so comfortable and like how we deal with things or yeah you know, to step out of that. It can, can be so uncomfortable sometimes or challenging. Right. But
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, but I think that's an interesting segue to, to my last little question, which I was wondering how to get this in, but um, like, how do you do that? How do you adapt and like change your style based on the needs of others? um, While also keeping your authenticity about you.
1: That's, so you know, that's that's a good question, <laughs> and I I think so we had because we had a conversation kind of about um in our in last week of the internship with the coaches about um you know the one of the coaches said being mean to the athlete
2: right um, kind
1: of we kind of equated it to mean assertiveness like being right assertive. and I I almost think that. It's the intent behind what you're doing,
2: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're, like
1: your values. You're sticking with your values. You're just going about it a different way, mm. yeah. and I feel like that's where that dissonance won't come, won't appear. Right? You'll,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, you're still staying true who to you who to who you are by keeping those values and those that intention behind it. Right. Maybe their approach just looks different.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Because, yeah. yeah, the intent, your intent is really your core, right? And and sometimes how we express ourselves can either be dissonant, like you say, not match, or it it can match. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to keep that in mind myself. Yeah. I was
1: thinking through that when we had that conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: the last week of our, that internship um, with the coaches. Yeah. And that's really what I kind of concluded. I think really it comes down to, like, what is the intent behind... Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right and needs to come with a different approach but that intent's still there like it's still we're still still staying true to who we are yeah authenticity
0: yeah and I think the words that we label it with can help too right which which is something you mentioned like like I don't want to be mean to the person because that has bad connotations and it doesn't match my values I don't want to yell at them but I can be assertive and there's a way of being assertive and then I keep my intent and that doesn't have a bad connotation it's being assertive is good to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that's where we can meet the athlete and where they need to be met too, right. to be more effective with mm-hmm. them, you know,
2: yeah, whatever
1: the athlete is. and But sometimes that approach is, is different and maybe not so much in our comfort, mm-hmm. um, but it still can be effective and still t- stay true to who we are.
0: Yeah. And you got a challenge again. Well, the challenge is our theme today. Um, I oh. guess it's it was my my day's theme too. Challenge ourselves to get outside of our comfort and and really like uh I think something I notice in, in my journey to be more assertive is is sometimes I do cross the line uh into like being mean, you know, and like oh man, because intent doesn't always uh translate to how someone else took it i my intent was to be assertive but i was um, taken as being mean so then i have to come back and reflect and be like okay i was a little too far this time like how can i do this different next time or sometimes even sometimes i even have debates with myself of like well should i go back like in like you know Mess around with them, and or and not mess around, but like you know, tell them like, oh man, you know, I screwed up, I went too far, and sometimes it depends. Like this is me at work where it happens is as, as a uh, you know I'm the uh, one of the program managers, and you know I'll have a conversation with someone, and then the word will travel to someone else, and they're like they took it totally wrong, but they don't want me to tell them. I'm like okay, well, now we got a values challenge because I want to be loyal to my coworker who told me. But now, or I have to deal with them thinking I, I, you know, receiving my message wrong. And I have to just kind of, okay, I'm just going to take this as feedback and be better next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Is that probably going to be a lot of moments still to reflect on? Like, how did that go? What could I have done differently? And I, I think as well as to knowing the type of person or athlete or knowing your athletes or your your work your coworkers. Yeah. Um and how they'll respond to certain things, you know? Yeah. Building that rapport with them, like to be able to trust on whatever that approach is. Right. Um it's I but I think it's tricky, right? It's not some of those one of those simple things. Like
0: it's not. But but you know? and that's what it's about being a peak performer is it's not straightforward just trying your best isn't always good enough you have to try your best and go back and reflect and be willing that it didn't work and not getting too down on yourself when it didn't work I mean there's so it's like so much to it and uh but I think kind of going back and being authentic is key and just really reflecting and being honest with yourself
2: yeah
1: yeah I think that goes for the athletes as well right like Mm -hmm. if you're i you know, I'm assuming so hopefully some athletes listen to this too, is like
2: mm-hmm.
1: being able to reflect on those moments that went well or didn't go well. Right. What can I learn from this or what can I do better? What can I take away from this? Um and maybe it's mental skills that can help, you know, build yeah. that. I don't know, whatever it is, but I think it's just a I think it's a good takeaway for for everybody. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. and then if we make a mistake where it doesn't look the way we want it to yeah okay and we can come back and, and and to learn from it and to continue to grow through that you know
0: yeah yeah that's another good theme. sometimes we learn most from from the mistakes or, or the hardships uh you know i mean you learn from your injury it seems a lot <laughs> too
1: <laughs> injury has been so like prominent these last couple of years you know so
2: <laughs> yeah but i yeah. feel like
1: I'm, I'm kind of i'm mostly getting through it now like it's still there but yeah but we're getting through it now it's gotten better yeah. there you go nice and the mental aspects gotten better around. yeah so that's that's the huge part right mm-hmm. so yes
0: nice well that's pretty much all the questions i got for you this time but uh you got any questions for me i like to open that up always
1: Ooh. Yeah, I mean, nothing, I I feel like I want to ask you something. (laughs) (laughs) What is, I guess, what is like the biggest mental skills you've applied and learned going through the program or? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I always start with awareness. Um, It's like, it's really like, like uh, the foundation to me, um, because you can't really do anything unless you're aware of it, you can't build your confidence. If you're not aware of how confident you are, you can't build your concentration. If you're not aware of what you need to concentrate more on. And when you get distracted Um, all kinds of stuff, right? Like you can't, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anything else, but anyway, um, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Awareness is huge for me. And I think you build that. What helps with awareness is mindfulness from there. I mean, it's just an easy pair, um, and it really, when you kind of learn how to be mindful or, and I, maybe not even say learn, because I'm still wouldn't say I'm mindful after practicing it for years. Um, as you get better at being mindful, is probably a better way to put it. Um, you can start to be aware of all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and it makes it easier to become aware of what you are because in order to make any progress, we need that. And, and that's probably going back to what some of these athletes or esports players that, you know, think they don't need mental skills is because they don't have the awareness yet um, of that these things are happening. So when you're kind of practicing mindfulness and working on how to be more mindful and be aware of everything at all times, you know, beyond performance, um, then it's really going to get the good foundation so that we can start doing mental skills work.
1: Yeah. I I was actually going to say as well that it goes back to what we've been talking about, you know, being mm. aware yeah. that something needs to be changed or, or mm-hmm. improved on our hands or whatever it is. Something's not working as yeah. well as a kid.
0: Yeah. And it's really something that athletes can see quick results from. That's like really what, when I'm talking about our first session and, and when I'm getting to know them um, and I kind of start to mention mindfulness, I tell them to pay attention to like, let's see what we need to work on, pay attention to when you're performing well and when you're not, and then pay attention to things on how you feel and what you need to do. And I mean, sometimes the next session they come back and they're like, my performance is already a little better because I've paid attention and I've found yeah. out that when I was doing well, then this was happening. And when I wasn't, then this, and it's like, all right, there we go. We got some awareness. Let's keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with, I would agree with you that I think awareness mm-hmm. is that first piece because nothing can change if we don't know what to change. Mm-hmm. And awareness brings that information. Right. So. Yeah. 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 What can I go? I have one more question for you then. Of what what um what brought you into the program
0: yeah man mine is like really just uh (laughs) sometimes when um have you seen forrest gump yeah and he's talking about like floating on a on a floating around like a feather and just kind of taking you where the world takes you Mm um it's kind of like how things work for me and like like um what do you call it um synchronicity i think especially lately i've noticed where like like things happen and, and they lead you to your path. So it was super random. Um, I was out of grad school. I mean, I was, I'd finished my bachelor's and I didn't know what I wanted to do in psychology, really. Like I had no idea. Um, I was your thinking undergrad
1: in psychology as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my undergrad was psychology. Um, and I knew getting into it. I knew I liked psychology. I knew I liked how the mind worked. I actually initially thought I wanted to be an MFT, marriage family therapist. Mm. Um, I quickly realized, no, I do. I don't want that. Uh, I think I listened to my own family problems enough, so I don't need to hear. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no need to hear others. But I mean, I knew I was fascinated with with the mind and how that worked. But you know, I got through, and I was like, oh, maybe social psychology and studying social media and its effects, and just wasn't wasn't really clicking for me. And and there really weren't a lot of grad schools that that really aligned with what i wanted to do so i i had like i don't know i think it was a couple years between my uh between my undergrad and when i started grad school because i didn't know what the heck i wanted to do i was bumping along uh kind of aimlessly for Mm -hmm. a while and i was a tutor at southwestern college at my local community college and um you know one thing i that everyone knows is that i love or that gets to know me at least that i love video games and that i love sport really football in particular so uh this student of mine told me he was a big esports guy a gamer and he said hey you know did you know about sports psychologists this field and it's it's uh, a lot of the esports athletes are getting sports psychologists now and i was like oh this this seems cool. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I can combine my two loves, uh, three loves love video that. games and, and all of that. So yeah, I definitely researched it and uh, I looked into the schools that I thought would work. Um, and I still really didn't know what I was getting into. I, I really had no idea, you know, what it was going to be about. And, uh, and I started to realize that a lot of these skills, um, a lot of the skills I was already using, um, because I have always kind of considered myself a high performer. Like when, when I do something, I, I do it well. So like, why, you know, why do right. I do it well? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I figured a lot of that out. And then of course, figured out a lot of other skills to help me perform even higher and, and be able to communicate that to others too. So, yeah, I mean, it was just really a match made in heaven. Uh, my first professor, like I said, was, was um, Carrie uh, Cheadle Jackson. I think she just goes by Jackson. She might've
1: now. been mine as well for sports
0: like was it fall
1: 2018
0: yeah we did start no, my was
1: spring my spring
0: oh okay then no yeah because i find i did i did verify i started uh fall 2018 yeah first class and and not only that she also introduced me to uh, simon sinek you know that book start with why um which is also just huge it's all it's part of my philosophy of practice is um starting with why and uh that's why I start the podcast with why as well. Um, you know, just really figuring out what I want to do in life. And it's really like helping people to be happy and like people are happy, I think, when they're performing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're and they perform well when they're doing something that they love. Yeah so that's kind of where this all goes in you know it all kind of blends in and like it's the sport itself like yeah i'm gonna work with esports and athletes but you know it's really just like a vehicle for me to help find people who are interested in just being the best version of themselves because that's what i'm obsessed with like i'm obsessed with helping the people just perform at their best um you know that's it (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think we had this this uh, discussion, sorry, Mike, um, within the, what two weeks ago when we were in mm-hmm. California. Uh, yeah. the um, is that it, it? It like through sports, we can help people be the best version of themselves. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot that we can that like sport can teach us and, and yeah. um provide that 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 uh, vehicle or the vessel
0: and
1: mm-hmm. become the best version of ourselves you know so
0: yeah
1: i don't know if you remember that conversation oh yeah
0: yeah i do
1: yeah yeah so i think i also have a passion for that you know i, I mm-hmm. love it so um so it just makes you feel so good to know that when you know, recognize that you're impacting someone or helping them through something or mm-hmm. differently you know that
0: yeah yeah, I think it's great. I mean, so many people are going to apply the skills outside of sport. And I also feel like just like knowing them and like practicing them in everyday life, you're like kind of modeling them. Um and, and sometimes yeah. things just kind of rub off naturally. Uh, and some things, of course, I'm intentional about. Um, and I'll talk to anybody about, you know, mindfulness or, you know, uh, dealing with anxiety. Uh, you know, some of it can apply uh, outside of sport. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So much of it. I feel like so much. So, so yeah. yeah, I love it. It's such a, I feel like it's such a good field and, yeah. and we're not having to deal with marriage oh. family <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah although what you know, i mean sometimes in sessions it can still come up i'm sure yeah
1: yeah but and i i, I, like I bet like we'll give them tools that can maybe help with stuff like that too exactly
0: you know, like, yeah referring out and knowing our scope like okay i'm gonna tell you a little bit about this and then i'll get you your referral for yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. and almost in some ways it is good because the, the some some of the people i've given those referrals to wouldn't have taken them if I wouldn't have kind of encouraged it like oh man my counseling therapy No, I don't need that but it's like hey you know I'll do sports psychology I'll do some mental skills yeah. training and then you can get them out there so anyway kind we of build random. that
1: awareness for them like hey maybe I do need to work through some things right so yeah, yeah you're leading them to becoming their best selves that's awesome
0: yeah nice yeah. All right. Well, uh, now also, I'll give you a little chance uh, if you have any uh, plugs to throw in about yourself.
1: <laughs> mm, plugs like meaning? I don't know.
0: You got wet websites or or uh, social media or YouTube or uh, anything.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I'm just building all of that right now. I have mm, a website inside your shred, which is oh. very specific to snowboarding and that the area of extreme sports but i'm working on broadening that website um you know it's going to be 80 smith Mm -hmm. peak mental performance but i just haven't gotten that up yet Uh, so as of right now if you follow peak mental or sorry inside your shred on social Mm -hmm. media or i have a website up as well Mm -hmm. you know be able to be in contact with me Mm -hmm. um but i'm hoping to expand that some as well
0: yeah Well, whenever you do get your other site up and stuff, just uh, let me know. And then I can update the description uh, so that it'll be in there. But of course, we'll get uh, Inside Your Shred up in the description for those uh, interested. And uh, yeah, it's been been awesome uh, for me. Of course, you could find me. Uh, shoot. I just updated my app recently. Uh, I think it's just at Ryan, the rye bread now. Uh, and of course, find this podcast at anywhere. Podcasts are sold, hopefully uh, at some point. But for now, we're going to be starting on YouTube and anchor and hopefully branching out as uh, we get more episodes up. But uh, of course, if you liked what you saw, definitely share it with your friends, uh, your colleagues, your your fellow athletes, or just peak performers. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming in, everyone.